everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with somebody else who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach. And just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based company, please do us a favor and send them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitchell. David. Dude. Dude. So I get Haggerty, like, news magazine every month, right? Haggerty Classic Car Insurance? Yes. Haggerty? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, I, I think I'm just super late to the party here, so McLaren... You know what a McLaren is, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They make, are making, or just put out, I think it's called an Artura. So it's a V6 twin-turbo electric hybrid. Okay. Sports car. Okay. That does like zero to 60 in three seconds and is super awesome. Wow. Do you know that Corvette makes one? They have an e, uh, E-Ray. It is it barely costs over $100,000, and it's faster than that McLaren. Is the Corvette one out, though? It's about to be out. Is it like the Tesla Roadster? No. Where? It's a hybrid. It's Well, a, no, I know, but like oh. I'm just saying like Tesla's Roadster. like Oh, that, like, been, no, like there's two of them? Yeah, they've been <laughs> dick-teasing us for five years with that thing. No, I don't know. That's Fucking what I'm aliens got you. one before we did. <laughs> That's why I'm asking you, because I have no idea. I haven't even heard. I mean, I like... Obviously, I know about hybrids. I'm not right. a complete fucking retard. But, like, it does... So, the Corvette one is supposed to do 0 to 60 in 2.5 seconds. That's nuts. And have a top speed of, like, 200 miles an hour. Yeah. As a hybrid. I mean, can you imagine the G-Force? That's crazy. 0 to 60 in 2.5 with no... I'll tell you what. Man, I'm... My Ford Lightning, 0 to 60 in 4 seconds. That's the fastest I've ever been, 0 to 60. And that's fast. It's probably the second for me, but like we went to lunch that day and uh-huh. you were like, oh, check it out. I mean, it put me into my seat pretty hard. Well, and it creeps you out because it's silent. Like you're used to like, yeah, typically when you to, go fast, you're hearing something. You're, There's an audible yeah, trigger. Too. There's a spool. Yeah. Like you can hear it spooling up. Yeah. Or exhaust or something. Yeah. And this is just like all of a sudden you're going fast and you don't know why. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Like I think I got a little whiplash. I mean, the only similar thing is when I was in my brother's, his 5.0 Mustang, whenever he was jumping gears on me. You would just like you feel like you, you like someone just pushed you against a brick wall. Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in like gas-powered cars, and this is what adds to the excitement of gas-powered cars. You know, you put exhaust on a car, and it and it feels faster, but it's really not all that much faster, right? No, it, it's just the sound adds to the experience, and the experience makes you feel like you're going faster. Yeah, and and for those of you that are like, oh, the vibration's dumb. Ask your wife how that is. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the vibration's nothing. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure, it's not. Right. Everyone loves it. Yeah. That's the that's the real problem with sports cars. Oh, but, yeah. But the hybrid. Now, I might be able to get into that. Like, you get off the line quick, right? And then, So what are they using the electric to get off the line? Yeah. Well, and then when that, so that's the big problem with EVs, right? Is when once they get up and they get rolling to really start taking off and keep accelerating is you need that gas power. Yeah. They kind of fill... Well, you kind of have the gas power, but then you have the electric motor that fills in the gaps. 
Yeah, I like mean, for it, your turbo. Yeah, like you, you can take a you know dual clutch and shift quick and all of that stuff, but gas engines are just really inefficient off the line. And so if you can get off the line with an electric motor, mm-hmm. and then like so, well, they're not inefficient off the line. They have, they want to put too much power down too quick. Yeah, like that's what the problem is. Yeah, yeah, it's very hard to dial them in. Yeah, it's, right? it's with hard the, to get that horsepower to the ground and then start accelerating. Yeah, with electrics, they can literally tune it to give you X amount of power at each yeah mile per hour. Exactly. And they know what it's going to happen, right? So I really like to maybe drive one of these. Yeah. So for all of you listening out there, <laughs> like if you are if you a dealership or have access, just uh, hit us up. Yeah. I uh, like to haul ass for a little bit. It, it's it's so weird being like the middle of the road. Like so many people take the whole EV thing to extremes, right? Like if you buy an EV, oh, you're a Biden supporter. Oh, let's yeah. St- look, let's stick a you know Democrat sign in your yard or you know whatever. Like I like them for what they are, but uh, Sunday and last night, I got out on my motorcycle and had fun making all kinds of noise. Yeah. And lifting the front tire off the ground. Hauling and, ass. Yeah, hauling ass. Hoping and you like, don't break your neck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's not like it's not like the EVs are the end of the world or the, the no. end-all, be-all, right? Well, we've talked about it on the show a bunch. It, there is a middle ground. Yeah, like, absolutely. There is a middle ground somewhere. Just, you yeah. know, try not to be crazy about one or the other. You know, there's... So Janine's got the Camaro, right? I love going out. and I'll work on it. Yeah. Just be working on it, turning wrenches and stuff. I can't go out and turn wrenches on the EV. You yeah, there's I mean? there's not a lot to fix. No, that's no fun. Yeah. For guys that like to do stuff, you know, for the manly men that are still out there. Yeah. I mean, and then they like to, oh, babe, I got to take it around the block, make sure Although. everything's okay. <laughs> and then like that is a 45-minute <laughs> ride. Yeah, just <laughs> burning gas, you know. Yeah. Oh, I think it's all right. Yeah. I, uh, I'll i say this. I had my Ford Lightning for about six hours before I lifted the front end on it. So <laughs> that was... <laughs> OCD. It, it, no, no, no. Like, nah. Um, just like, I have to do something to this. I, I, I was going to put bigger wheels and tires on it, and you have to do a leveling kit on it to fit 35s uh, on it. So I ordered the leveling kit. Like, the day that we agreed to sign the papers on the Lightning, I ordered the leveling kit on Amazon. And just it, knowing the leveling kit showed up before I signed the papers. <laughs> wow. Amazon's creepy. They're, lately, everything I order at night shows up. Like, I wake up to a notification that it's on my front porch. Yeah, it's weird. It's crazy how it's, fast it's getting it's, lately. It's weird. I love it. I, I, it's kind of funny because I've been dogging on like, man, I really wish that I can go back to the days where you would go to a store and you could buy something that day until I went to, my life and I went to Walmart the other couple of days ago and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I actually, I think I'm kind of getting used to Amazon. Yeah. Walmart Selection, sucks. right? Choice. Yeah. Well, you know they put that, so there's an Amazon distribution of Blue Springs. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so when it first started out, it was just like little stuff. Well, like they keep adding. Yeah. So literally, it's one mile from here. Yeah. Or one point five or two or mm. something like that. It, yeah. It's right down the road. If they go drones, we might be in the in the ballpark for that. I hope you are because I'm shooting them down. All right. So you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information into one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So the answer is Field Pulse. It gets you off of paper tickets. It gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer. And it lets you organize your customers 
It lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a 100% growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show. It's like skeet shooting with prizes, right? <laughs> Fucking A, it is. I'm going to be in Mitch's woods behind his house in his neighborhood. Just dropping just, them. Just waiting. Oh. Yeah. I hear one coming. <laughs> shh, shh. It's coming. Well, so because we have that distribution center in, Amazon's got all those Rivian vans. Yeah, those are cool. They're cool. Like They're weird looking. Like, they kind of creep me out. From a door-to-door service company provider, it's, it's like the perfect owner. perfect for them. Like you look how big those things are and and not only that, how much freaking marketing real estate is on the side of those things. It's a lot. Like, holy cow. It's, it's a pretty lot. it's pretty awesome. Well the so. thing is when you see them driving down the road, like you instantly are like oh, Amazon. Amazon van. Yeah. It's yeah. one of them new ones with the weird weirdo lights in the front. Weirdo lights and weird sounds. They have to play that like <laughs> Well, <laughs> not that. They have a whirring noise that all EVs have to play by by law. All EVs have to play a whirring noise out the front to warn pedestrians that you're getting close because you can't hear them coming otherwise. You could like sneak up on somebody, like a kid or a person, somebody who's hard of hearing, and you could like run them over and they'd never even know you were coming close. I need one and disable that. <laughs> so I, yeah. That's how you run motherfuckers uh, down. Yep. Yeah. All you, <laughs> all you Nancys out there, I don't like turn your ears off at this, but yeah, I disabled the one on my lightning <laughs> because it's oh, freaking yeah, sorry. annoying. Sorry for those that are getting their feelings and, hurt. And then when you put it in reverse, it's like bong, 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 yeah, bong. It's like weird. it's fucking annoying, it's right? Weird. Well, when I back out of the garage to go to the gym at 5 a.m., I don't want that thing bong, bong, bong. <laughs> so I unplugged it. I unplugged it. And I'm like, hell yeah, no codes on the dash or anything, right? Very next time I start, I unplugged it when the truck was on. Yeah, it's very wild. next time I started the truck, pedestrian alert system fault. I'm like, shit. So next <laughs> thing I know, fifty nine ninety nine on the internet, and three days later you can get a little dummy thing to plug in there. Yeah, it doesn't know, and it doesn't know that it's not unplugged. It's just continuity. Yeah, that's all it's. Yeah, it's just a little it's resistor. A, yeah, it's also on Amazon marketing. Is you notice how they'll put funny things in their box? So as you're walking by people's, I mean, for I live in an apartment, so you're walking by people's doors and they'll have like, on the side of the box, it says like, oh my God, Becky, that's a big box. Yeah. And people see it, they take a picture of it and they share it. Oh yeah. Like there's... That's the same reason Starbucks misspells your name. There's like, yeah. There's like, there's like, like Amazon has got marketing figured out. Yeah. Starbucks. (laughs) If you walk into Starbucks right now, Austin, and you ask for a drink, they're going to write like, oh, son. Mm-hmm. Or awesome, they're gonna put awesome on your cup or whatever. Yeah, and they, they're like, oh, they misspelled my name, and you take a photo of it and share it. Guess well, what? Free marketing. Well, I don't think they tell the employees to spell wrong. I think they say, don't ask how to spell people's names. They just say, ask for their name, and then they're like, well, they just intentionally buy- do it wrong. I mean, I just don't see like going to their training and be like, well, you have to make for sure to spell names wrong. Yeah, I could, I could, absolutely, I could completely see them making them do that. But I could also completely see the people at Starbucks being so stupid that they can't remember anything or write anything. Like down. I, yeah. I see that. Like I, I could see both. <laughs> I just see it as a mistake that happens naturally. To where I'm like, all you gotta do is just be like, well, you can't ask people how to spell their name, and so you just kind of leave it at that. What I'm gonna start going in there and asking. I've never. I mean, all you gotta do is look up on the internet Starbucks yeah. misspelled names, and you get a thousand. I'm gonna start making up names. It. I'm gonna start making up yeah. names. Yeah. I have a new. I have a reason to go to Starbucks now. Right. I'm there. Just you go. To mess with employees. Just marketing research. What I'm doing for fun is just like going through shorts and like trying to. 
pick out like which brand is like sponsoring that short. Oh yeah. Because you'll see like, yeah, that Chick-fil-A symbol has been in the frame for a pretty long time on this yeah. short. Yeah. That's the guerrilla style marketing nowadays for those big companies. Mitch, oh, look I can at that. Never David start finally started timing. a stopwatch. Well, at a, you should, you should do something like this. Well, I, I like it. seeing how long it takes you to do it. How long well, has it been? I don't know. How Not a clue. Well, at a, Austin, how long we've been rolling? How long we've been uh, Twelve minutes and nineteen oh, seconds. That's like a new record. That's well, a new record. Well, at a two ninety one nutrition where Kale and I get our loaded teas at, they they give you a dollar discount if you share it on social media. Oh yeah. What the fuck is yeah. a loaded tea? This. So it's basically it's like two hundred milligrams of caffeine. It's a bunch of vitamins and it's like flavored tea. So it has like how much is that? Um, ten dollars and something. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty expensive. Good what are you doing? God. Save your money. How often do you go there? Um, Be honest. I how often Five do days I a go week. there? Yes. About every day. How often does she go there? So that's seventy dollars. So that's hundred and forty dollars a week on loaded teeth. I don't get them every time. Oh damn. <laughs> So say he goes five days. Say he gets one five days a week, and she gets one too. You're right. That's that's seventy dollars, one forty two hundred eighty dollars a month on loaded teas. Yeah. Well, well I'm growing. I'm you could gr- buy a Mitsubishi for that. Well, I'm, gro- I'm growing. Like, that's <laughs> why I'm growing my. Down. I'm growing my income because I'm like I want to be able to buy loaded teas every day. So <laughs> I'm like go. I'm just going to grow my income instead of living within his means. He's raising his means to match his lifestyle. I love yeah. it. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just like oh I got to make another video. Yeah. I'm not going to crush Austin on the <laughs> show, but I want to. All right, let's dive into our three topics. Good, we got three topics today. One uh, topical. Top. We, we don't. What do we call the first one? Politics starts too early. Well, I know that, but like. What the first one is always like a know, timely. You always, you always want to say timely topic or topical topic, and I say it's the first one. Yeah. <laughs> and then topic two is how to be smart with your marketing dollars, and topic three is I don't have the time. I didn't write down any of that shit. Well, now you know. My bad. So, topic <laughs> one: politics start too early. Oh man! So just this morning, Ugh. we're having our team meeting, and one of my guys tells me that uh, Robert Kennedy has thrown his hat into the ring. And I'm late to the party on this. He announced this like... Yeah, it was last month. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Robert Kennedy has thrown his hat into the ring. And on the surface, he looks like he's going to disrupt things a little bit. First off, he's going to... No one wants Joe Biden to run. They have no one else. Like, they have... They, well, they have no one else. And so they're just waiting for someone to come to the surface. And everyone is going to be like... Well, I can't vote for that skeleton that's in there now. Yeah. They probably have a search I mean, party just for new candidates. Like, hey, we need to perform a task force to find anything. I mean, it's just... I, we'll just run him as a modern. He'll become like really like leftist after he takes office if he does win. That's actually the what typical. Biden did last time. He was like, I'm, old a, I'm in the middle. I'm an old man yeah. in the middle. Yeah. And then literally... Look what happened. Day one. Yeah, Keystone yeah. Pipeline. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, sorry, 2,000 people. You can't have a job now because I'm an asshat. Yeah. And by asshat, I mean... I I'm not, I don't know what actually happened. They yeah. just put me in the corner and fed me some pudding, and they're doing whatever <laughs> they want. <laughs> I mean, it's completely obvious that he has no clue what's going on. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if you see a uh, Michelle Obama Kamala Harris ticket. <sighs> First off, Kamala Harris has proven to be the most inept vice president in the history of mankind. I'm I'm not people, disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that they love, love to run for the. What well, well, we were talking about it just on the show the other day, like the victim hierarchy. Yeah. Well, they got 
you know, they, it seems like they like to use that same analogy with, with presidential oh, yeah. candidates, right? They do. They're trying to go with minority this and minority that. And what, what was the one lady who was trying to claim Indian heritage and then it got discovered? Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, that it got discovered. <laughs> she's like 164,000th like, Indian or something. She's yeah. like, no, I'm an Indian. And when you look at her, she's like the atypical just old white lady. Yeah. Like, look at this old white lady. What like, are you... What are you doing? Tell me you're not pandering for votes without telling me, right? Is that the lady that Trump called Pocahontas? Or, I don't uh, know, but that's hilarious. Like Pocahontas. <laughs> I think that's it's like, fo- like uh, Pocahontas or something. Yeah. I, I think think he called she, her Pocahontas. I think. <laughs> I mean, it was extremely... I gets, mean, it probably was, gets sued by Disney for that. It was, <laughs> it was pretty funny. We I copyrighted that. She came into hot water whenever she... I think she posted a reel about... She's like trying to be all cool, and she asked her husband, "You want a beer?" She opens a fridge, and her fridge is just like loaded with ice cream, like during the pandemic. <laughs> that was oh uh, no that no was, that's, that was uh, Pelosi. Pelosi, that's that was Nancy Pelosi. Nancy, she was showing Nancy Pelosi. That's what I'm sorry. Yeah, she yeah. was showing off her twenty thousand dollar like, fridge. Just with stay like stay 80, at home 000. and eat ice cream, and well, <laughs> yeah, she's standing in front of a twenty thousand dollar Sub Zero yeah. custom built fridge. Like, do you want a beer, honey? I was like, yeah, that's so. so it's dumb. just like when Clinton was like. I'm here chilling in Cedar Rapids. Yeah, Clinton. Yeah, but back to the so oh, back to the Michelle, Michelle Obama. She, I think she could win. People love her. I know people love the Obamas in general. Yeah, they're like the next Clintons. They're, they they're, just run all the deep state and everything. But the thing is, it's funny you brought that up because I heard this the other day. I mean, the Obamas are making like a billion dollars a year. They got vineyards and beach houses and all. Why the hell would you want to even mess with being in the White House? Yeah. I mean, why would you even? Well, it's because that's a good question. Why? Why would you want? Well, it's because politicians are really close to celebrities, and that's why you see politicians go to celebrities and celebrities go to politicians because they like that attention. They like not the attention. I think it is. It's the power. It's the influence. Yeah, power is influence. Yeah, influence is power. But yeah, I mean, I could, I could see that, but I just. I don't. I don't see her doing it, man. Yeah, I don't. I know. just don't see her doing it. I, I think. Know. I think she could win. Yeah. Like I wouldn't vote for her, but I think she could win. Right. I'm just. I'm just confused because I feel like everything is way too early. I feel like this. Like Trump. That was ju- the whole point of this conversation. Yeah, Trump just the gun. Like it just. It's weird. Like I'm not even used to thinking about politics right now. But it's like, well, oh, it's Trump jumped the gun because he was. What are we, 18 months out? He was an incumbent, yeah. then lost. So basically, he never actually went anywhere. But yeah, that's what we were really talking about is... 18 months out. It's insanity. I'm already yeah. tired of it. It's May yeah. 23. The election's not till November 24. It's like electric vehicles. You see a commercial, and if her car doesn't come out for like four years, that's what it feels like. Like the November, Tesla Roadster? Yes, or the Cybertruck. Four. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long way out. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. And here's the thing for the listeners of this show. Does it really matter? So I do my best to avoid internet arguments. However, there was somebody who posted on one of the plumbing groups lately um, talking about, like, they, they were doing something about politics, and they were trying to blame... You know, I've got less money in my bank account now because of so-and-so's in office, right? And I, and I think it was Biden. But I'm like, you know, by no means am I a supporter of the president right now. But whoever sits in that seat has nothing to do with the amount of money in your bank account. Like, they may a little, right? They can make decisions that might affect the price of gas. They can make decisions that might affect your mortgage rates. 
Like the, I get all that, right? There's there's no doubt that they can have an impact on the cost of things. You're going down a slippery slope. However, and I'm about to call you on it. <laughs> however, the guys that sit on their ass all day long and don't do anything to better their situation and blame everything on whoever's president, those mm. are the guys that are never going to amount to shit, right? They they mm. act like they were rich under Trump and they're broke under Biden. Yeah, those are those guys are dipshits. Yeah. Like those and, and most likely they're pulling up to the gas station every morning and getting a carton of cigarettes and four monsters. And what's wrong with that? Well, it's probably the most expensive way to eat, right? <laughs> like yeah. there's there's a reason quick trips keep popping up all over the place. Yeah. It's because they've cornered the fucking market on yeah. convenience food, right? Yeah. With all their quick trip kitchens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they are slaying it. I mean, yeah. I would say that. Like, so not, not just gas, but so like in 08, when the market crashed and all of those guys were like, like new construction came to a screeching halt. Right. right. Right, right, right. Like that was a direct effect of the crash in 08, which had a lot to do with the policies that were put in place. Right? Some of it, well, some of it's a policies. Lot of it, a lot of it was, um builders making bad decisions and putting too many spec homes up and banks making worse decisions and giving loans on all of those homes. Right. Obviously that happened, but that, but that kind of stuff does take into effect. Like literally when Biden got elected, he fired or shut down Keystone and they had to fire 2000 people. Right. Like immediately 2000 people didn't have money because of the guy that was elected. Yeah. But that being said, if you use it as an excuse and a crutch, mm-hmm. I mean, life, let's just be honest, life is not fair. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and you get kicked in the balls. Like, that just happens. Yeah. And you have to be prepared to either be flexible and move to something else, or what's even more important is not be stretched so thin financially that one hardship breaks you. Ding, we talk ding, about ding, ding. on the show... So the first nine episodes, and I'm not going to say go back and listen to them. I'm going to say... But go back and listen to them. We, <laughs> I knew Mitch would do it. Uh, we talk about being prepared is the number one most important thing in life. Episode number two. Is it two? Personal finance preparation. You have to be prepared. You cannot get a raise and then buy a Cadillac. You right. cannot get a raise and then sell your house and buy the next house up. You need to hang on to that money so that you have you know, a little nest egg over here on the side because one morning you're going to wake up and something's going to happen. Right. Like, I don't live my life in fear, but I do live my life in a way that I'm prepared always. Right. Like, I was in Boy Scouts for two years, that's it. Mm -hmm. But the one thing it taught me was always be prepared. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing I took away from it and I've carried that with me forever is always be prepared. Do not spend every penny you have every month. Yeah. And don't give me the, well, groceries are so expensive and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And then you're going and buying a load of tea every fucking day for $10. (laughs) I don't complain. (laughs) No, Austin does not complain. (laughs) He's good with his money. He's saving. But I'm just using that as an example. People do that. They go to Starbucks every day and they spend $15 for three coffees and two muffins and they're like, at the end of the month, there's just not enough money left. Yeah, well, the these greedy landlords on? want all the money, or or mm. this president's costing me so much money. No, it's your spending habits. Well, a good saying, uh, Jordan yeah. Peterson says it. He says, like, life is hard, but there's things you can do to make it a whole lot worse. 
Yeah. And yeah, yeah, or a whole lot less hard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like you don't have to drive that Audi. Yeah. Like the the Chevy Monte Carlo used at the lot down the street is will get you to work. Right. Like, you know, and then when you're on your feet and you have a lot of extra money, then you can go get the Audi. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, this this ties in a lot with our last topic, but maybe we'll um, switch them up. You want to switch them up? Nah. Okay. Um but yeah, ultimately whoever sits in that seat has a whole lot less impact on your life than you think they do, right? Like I can go back and look at the greatest achievements in my life. Like the day I proposed, the day I got married, the day my first kid arrived, the day my second kid arrived. The like, day you met Dave Hilton. The oh. <laughs> Can you even Ugh. remember back that far? No, I can't. I can't. I have either. no clue how we met. The only I don't either. Nope. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, um, you, you can go back and look at all those achievements. And if you're not willing to chalk any of those up to whoever was president, then don't you dare be willing to chalk up all your failures to whoever's president too, right? It's not like I got married because there was a Republican in office or a Democrat in office. I got <laughs> married because I put in the work and found the person who got married, right? It's not like I started my business. Be- it's not like I was like, oh, there's a an R in the office or a D in the office. Now is the time to start a business. No, I did it when the time was right for me, regardless of who was in office, right? Yeah, and then when, made the best of it. Yeah, when we had our first million dollar year, did it matter who was in office? Absolutely not. Like, if I'm not willing to hand any of those achievements over to the president, it does it, it removes all ability for me to hand over any of the fault to whoever's president. So, um, there. We, we were talking about this amongst friends earlier today. They're, in that same token, people will, people will put undue stress and undue fear and undue worry on themselves. Like, they seek it out. And it's stuff that will never, ever impact them. Um, a prime example, since we were talking about EVs earlier. California and New York have these bullshit laws apparently, air quotes on laws, legislation, saying that uh, by like 2035, you'll no longer be able to buy a gas-powered vehicle in their state. Okay? Yeah. There are people in Missouri that are letting that, like, give them anxiety, that letting that give them angst. For one, it ain't happening here. And for two, it's never going to fucking happen there either. No. It's just... People are that they're 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 so focused on reaching that far out for drama and that far out for for problems. I gotta have a problem. I gotta have drama. I gotta have stress. Yeah. Let me go seven states away. Yeah, they're keyed up. Yeah. All the time. They're just keyed up and on the edge all the time, just yeah. waiting to pounce on something. Yeah, let me go seven states away for legislation that's not gonna happen for twelve years and let me stress about that right now. For those of you that are worried about it. I'm going to share a little fact with you about California. They have no money. Everyone has left California. They keep implementing all this crazy spending. They aren't going to have the money to fight anyone. And if they do, no one's going to be there anyway. Here's here's what's going to happen with that EV thing. Don't. We've already seen the play. Let it bother you. The entire nation saw the play with COVID. You know, they, they tried to say... They were like you were going to be forced to have a vaccination to keep your job and to stay in the military and to do all this stuff, right? Yeah. And, and then the, and, and the then what with, happened? And then when and then people with balls were like, "Fuck off." People with balls said no. 
Yeah. And then what happened in the ninth hour? They rescinded it all. Yeah. The Supreme Court stepped in and enforced the Constitution, and lo and behold, it wasn't constitutional. Yeah. Right? So, uh, they, they, didn't, they didn't chalk that up as a loss. The, they, they chalk it up as a win because they look at how many people got vaccinated from the day they said it was going to happen until the Supreme Court said no. Yeah. And that is their that's their win margin right there. That number of people yeah. getting vaccinated was their win margin, okay? Those are people that are easily manipulated. Yeah. And now they now they know the real problem is this is a little off topic. The real problem is they know how many people they can manipulate. Yes. With fear. Yeah. That's that's literally what they learned from that. And right. if you think that people aren't using that on both sides, Oh, they're absolutely using it. Wake, businesses use it. Wake the fuck up. Businesses use wake it up. left and right. I'll give you an analogy here in a minute about that. But <clears throat> this is exactly what's going to happen in California and New York. Go, lo and behold, 2034 is going to roll around, and the Supreme Court's probably going to have to step in and say, no, it's unconstitutional. You can't forbid somebody from buying a gas-powered vehicle. And, you can make it expensive, and, but you can't completely forbid it. And, or, or whatever. But California is going to go, hey, hey, but look at how many we sold for the last 13 years yeah. because we said it was going to happen. And all these people said, well, if I'm going to have to buy one anyway, I might as well buy one now. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's dumb. It's, yeah. It's just like New, you see New York's trying to get rid of gas, gas heat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is what people are obviously too dumb to realize up there. It gets really cold. Yeah. And electric heat and heat pumps will not heat your home efficiently. Yeah. And you will either freeze to death or your pipes will burst. Or guess what else is going to happen? They're going to go back to using more fuel oil like they do in the extreme northeast. Yeah. And that shit's going to be expensive and messy and disgusting. Yeah. So maybe pull your heads out of your asses. Again, it's all bluff. Lo- and look around. It's all fear. It's just like the natural gas stoves. We're taking away your stoves. Yeah. Like 40% of the homes in America have a natural gas stove. Yeah. Like, what are they... Is it, are the cops coming to my house? No. I have a Decora 36-inch giant six-burner. I love that thing. Way to go, Pelosi. Do you also have a, a, a Viking... No, I just or got no, a Bosch. I just got that? a Bosch regular. Uh, it's a Sub-Zero. Okay. Is what a sub-zero. Yeah, she has a Sub-Zero. Nice, That's... nice try. Know your appliances. <laughs> <laughs> know your appliances, peasant. But like, no, one's, no one's coming to my house. No. Like, the sheriff's not coming like, hey, Dave. Like, I know the guy's been to my house, my truck. I was like, hey, um, we're here to get your stove. Yeah. What? Yeah. I know. It's stupid. Um. I'm just going to say you weren't here. I'll see you later. Yeah. Like, you can I get just, out of here. I, I just had to show up, you right. know? Like, yeah, you know, none of that shit's so happening. Dumb. None of that's happening at all. When it's right? fear mongering, just to try to control. So people have to realize. You want to know how businesses use this? Yeah, I do. So you quit talking about that. What? Do you, what was it? Yeah. So I have this theory, and it's not completely thought out yet, but you'll get the gist of it. If you go into any Planet Fitness out there, Planet Fitness is split into two halves. You can have. You, can you take a guest? Oh, yeah. You'll I can have to take, take me so I can look. So Planet Fitness is split in two halves. You have the weightlifting equipment on one half, and you have the cardio equipment on the other half. Okay. Okay? The, the cardio is what you refuse to do. Got the, it. The cardio equipment all points to TVs. The okay. weightlifting equipment... They got TVs in there? Yeah. Oh, A okay. whole line. Halfway down the center of Planet Fitness, and the TVs only point one direction, towards the cardio equipment. You know what the weightlifters get to look at? Themselves in the mirror. You know why? No, I don't know why. Because weightlifters know that the only way to get the results that they're looking for is by putting in the work and eating correctly. 
And so they're staring at their problem 24-7. Okay. They're staring at their solution 24-7. I'm not sure I'm this, but I'm listening. Okay. Go ahead. Look at this sample size. Now, obviously, there's outliers with this, but sample size. Go look at the people on the cardio equipment in Planet Fitness. <laughs> think, think about the mentality of somebody who uses the cardio equipment at Planet Fitness. They got up. They got dressed. They got in their car, and they drove to the gym to do an exercise that they could walk out their front door and do. They don't even need a gym to use that equipment to get that same exercise. They go to the gym and run in place, <clears throat> staring at fear on TV all day long. Because you know what's on those TVs? News. Fox, MSNBC, C-SPAN, and the Weather Channel. And I think maybe one TV will have like some We're... like house like flipping, kind of like a reality TV, like house flipper thing or whatever. But all Fox, MSNBC, C-SPAN. But uh, do you, so how are, why do you think that businesses are doing that? Why do you think Planet Fitness is doing that? So... Uh, I have no idea well, where you're for, going with For this. two reasons. For one, Planet Fitness knows that those people that are using that cardio equipment are fearful, right? Why? In the, I'm fearful of the weather. I'm fearful that it's unsafe to run outdoors, so I'm going to go indoors, right? They know that the person there is controlled by fear, and that person there is controlled by letting everything else be the excuse for why they are the way they are. I am the way that I am because I didn't have a gym membership. I didn't have a ride to the gym. The weather was bad and I couldn't run or I couldn't walk. Or there's a big hill by my house and it makes it harder. Or whatever, or it was hot, right? Whatever the case may be. And the, that cardio equipment, mainly the treadmills, is literally the one thing in that gym. And they're stacked with treadmills. Hundreds of treadmills. It's the one thing in the gym you don't even need a gym to do. You don't need a gym to run. You don't need a gym to walk, Right? Now, there is some specialized cardio equipment that, yes, you can do that, right? Like when I do cardio, I use the Stairmaster. I do it specifically because I can park my heart rate, my heart rate at the exact interval I want for the exact amount of time I want. And that heart rate level is very difficult to achieve running or walking because that heart rate level is only achieved like halfway between walking and running. So stairs, right? Yeah, and I... Mitch and I have had this conversation numerous times, and I think he's full of crap about his cardio, his where he thinks his knees. Are. I he's always <laughs> sidebar. He he's always talking to me about burning body fat, and he's like, I have to the stairs. I have to be at this heart rate to burn cardio and or to burn fat and not muscle. And the whole time I'm thinking, every six pack toting soccer player I've ever seen. It's cardio. It's it is. all cardio all the time. No ma it, it you do That's not different have to though. Have those a, guys aren't carrying a lot of muscle mass. They're also lean and muscle too. Those guys are some of them guys are yoked. Yeah. Some of them guys are yoked. Some. Just run, dude. You do not need this <laughs> wait, you wait, do wait, not wait. need the stairs. Do I need a gym membership to go run on the soccer field? You don't need a gym membership to buy a weight bench and use it in your basement either. Correct. Right. I mean, but like bodybuilding, there's certain ex like you're not bodybuilding. No, no, I, I'm, I'm you're just I'm, in I'm shape. Saying, you're I'm just saying, trying to be I'm, in shape. I'm saying bodybuilding is in general, right? Like, you, if you want to grow your muscles, those you're gonna do things that you can't commonly find the exercises around your house to do that, right? That's true. Um, like bench press and row and, the, and shoulder press and things like that. There yeah. is equipment you need to do that. Yes. Um, I just find it hilarious 
that those TVs only point to the cardio people. They do not point to anybody else. That is weird. And there, it. I think it's, it's a big. Interesting. I think it's a big clue into the psychology of the two types of gym goers. And and obviously not all, right? Because some people will lift weights four days a week and then do cardio one day a week or whatever. Or, so, or lift light weights and do cardio. Yeah. You know, instead of trying to you but, know build mass. But by and large, you've got all those TVs pointing at the treadmills. That's very interesting. And and all of those TVs are only on fear based channels too. Like even the weather channel is fear based. There's gonna be a tornado. What do they do? <laughs> they spend four minutes of the hour giving you the local weather. Yeah. And then they spend the whole rest of the hour yeah. either talking about historically bad weather, like here's a special story on the hurricane or whatever, or yeah. they talk about the extreme weather around the country. It's so... I hate it. It's fear-based. I hate it. I can't even... I don't even... Did I tell you this? I shut my DirecTV off. Huh. So I shut my DirecTV off like three months, two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Liberated. Yeah. There's nothing... It got to the point where there's nothing on TV... Yeah. There's, there's literally nothing on TV, and this, it's just all they're trying to do is pepper you with drama, mm-hmm. drama shows, drama in the news, drama on the Weather Channel. I go to Fox, a local channel for weather, because they used to be the best. Yep. Now they suck. And I'd go there, and I'd just be waiting. I'm like, okay, I'm just trying to catch the weather before I walk out the door. Yeah. You know, I, I can look outside. It looks like it's about to rain. I want to catch it. 20 minutes later... I'm like, what the fuck yeah. happened to the news? Yeah, yeah. Finally, I was just had enough. I called them. They were like, well, um, how can I help you? They was like, shut my shit off. Yeah. I'm over it. You know, I I'm check the weather. I'm $100 a month for nothing. I only check the weather when we have outside dig work going on, just because I have to try to make sure it's not going to pour down rain on the day we're scheduling. Do you shit. notice they're wrong a lot more now? Oh, yeah. It's insanity, dude. Yeah. You look, you look three or four days out, and they'll have a 30 or 40% chance of rain every day. And then what happens for the next week? It doesn't rain at all. It's, it's insane, dude. And it's what's also wild is you compare the different apps, right? Um, uh, my mother-in-law. I've tried I, I've to find a good mother, one. I've got two mother. I guess it's my step-mother-in-law. My mother and step-law. I don't know what you would call that. Yeah. We the, call her... Yeah. The, <laughs> crazy one. Anyway, um, you know... I don't know whatever app she has, but it is the most sensationalized ever. It's one of those apps where, like, when it's going to snow a little bit, it says twelve. It'll, inches. it'll say twelve to eighteen inches, and you get like two. You know they do that on purpose. Absolutely, so they, they do. They have more downloads of their app. They hook you in. Yeah, right. There's a whole bunch of ads on the side because they are selling the yeah. shit out. Yeah, <laughs> or or it'll say like the temperature is ninety, and then in big print, the heat index is one hundred and three. Yeah. Right. Like, what the fuck is a heat index? <laughs> It's fucking hot. Is it 90 and sunny? Because that feels a little warmer than 90 and and cloudy, right? Yeah. But we don't need it. Like, the the heat index and the wind chill are literally just fabricated numbers so that they can make it sound worse than it actually is. It's 30 and there's going to be no wind. Oh, that won't be bad. It's 30 and it's going to be 30 mile an hour winds. Oh, shit. Yeah. Or it's 30 and the sun's going to be out. Kick ass. Let's let's work. What What annoys me is like whenever it tells you like air air quality, I'm like, what am I supposed to do about that one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't breathe today. <laughs> yeah. I, I love... Dude, Fox is the worst. The local Fox 4, mm-hmm. like, they have the air quality thing, and they're like, if you can, you just need to stay indoors today. Yeah. And I'm thinking... Try to mow your yard in the evening. Yeah. Do these fuckers not have jobs? Yeah. Like, are people not going to work every day? Exactly. It's in, it, It's all fear-based. Ah! I want to choke them to death. 
Get a job. It Get goes, off your lazy ass and do something. I mean, we've stretched this a long way from politics starting too early, but ultimately that's what it all surrounds. Yeah. That's ultimately what it's surrounded We're around. At 45 uh, 40, minutes. I know. <laughs> I ultimately what that's surrounded around is is fear drives the world. And and fear ultimately, if you're listening to this show and you haven't started your business yet, the reason why is fear. Yeah. You're, you're afraid of what might happen. You're afraid if you might lose it all or whatever, right? Fear drives the world. And those who are the most successful in the world have found ways to overcome fear. What's the number one way, Mitch? Be prepared. Study it. Be prepared. Find out what you're fearful of and study it and make it your bitch. That's David Goggins for you right there. He studies <laughs> fear, he makes it his bitch, and then he goes and con- uh, you know conquers whatever he's fearful of. Yeah. So if you're afraid to start your business, what are you afraid of? Oh, you're afraid you're going to lose money? Okay, study money a little bit. And, and study some ways to make sure you're going to get started on the right direction and put some money away so you're a little prepared and then make it your bitch and go start your company. It's there, that simple. There needs to be a weather app where literally the only parameters it gives you, it's like, is it hot? Is it cold? Will it rain? Maybe. Like just those three things. They already it's like, have that's all that app. Care. It's called Step Outside. <laughs> You'll figure it out for yourself. Yeah. Is it hot? Yeah, it is. Okay. No mm-hmm. comment. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Topic two. Wow. We are way into this here. <laughs> 41 okay. minutes doesn't later. matter. Uh, no one's listening anyway. Being, <laughs> being smart with your marketing dollars. So um, what we want to talk about here is... Uh, Mitch wasting money. Not No, not me wasting money. <laughs> so what we want to talk about here is when you start your business, there is no shortage of companies that will pursue you for marketing dollars. We can get your SEO up. Oh, I see you're not ranking on this website. I can fix that. I can sell you this advertisement here. I can sell you this advertisement here. You will be peppered with that. However, it's up to you as a business owner to analyze every place that you're spending money on marketing and then track exactly how many calls it brings you. There's a lot of people that are like, well, I throw an ad in the newspaper every now and then, and I boost a Facebook post every now and then, and I never really see results. Well, it's because they're not tracking anything. Well, and you're not intentional. Like, you're not intentionally, okay, so every month I'm going to spend this amount of dollars on advertising and see what that gets me the next month by tracking whether it be... Phone calls coming in, hey, where did you hear about us? Right. Or if you're paying per clicks, you can go back and look, okay, we got this many calls from right. this specific advertising, but you have to sit down and track that stuff and be intentional about where that money's going, yep. or you're just throwing your hands up going, well, I spent this amount of money. Well, and then when someone asks you, okay, well, how many sales do you think you got or how much revenue do you think you got from that? Well, then you hold your hands up again. And I go, don't know. Well, I don't know. I feel like, well, that's which why is the I most dangerous yeah, response I lo- ever. I love the, well, I don't know because it's impossible to track advertising. Bullshit. No, it's not. Yeah. It's hard. And it's a, there's a learning curve, but yep. you can do it. Yeah. So and if you don't know how, become a member of Tradewinds and we'll fucking teach you. Yeah. We'll teach you exactly <laughs> how, right? <laughs> so like... We track like literally every customer that books a service call with them. We ask them how they heard about us. It is the most pure way to track how they heard about you. It's the right? easiest. And, and here's why. Let's say you're spending money with a digital marketing company that's doing Google work for you or SEO work or Google LSA or pay-per-click or anything like that. 
Those marketing companies love to take credit for every single Google click that ever came across your website, including the ones that were happening before you hired them. Okay. Right. So let's say you were av- like, let's say you track where every customer hears about you and you were averaging a hundred customers hearing about you on Google. Okay. Let's say, let's just for round numbers, let's say it's a hundred, a hundred, a hundred customers a month. And then you hire a digital marketing company, right? And next month or in the, in the subsequent months, because sometimes it takes a, a month or two to get it rolling. In the subsequent months, now you have 120 people hearing about you on Google. Your digital marketing company is going to come back to you and say, ha-ha, we got you 120 leads. No, they didn't. They got you 20. Because you were getting 100 before you hired them. Yeah. Right? Or, and then or, on top of that... And even if you say, okay, maybe I dropped and I got 80. Well, they maybe, maybe got you 40. But they're claiming it all. They're claiming it all. And then on top of that... They're also claiming the ones that used Google like a phone book to get your number, right? Because That's exactly what I do. I and, use that shit all the time. Yeah. And, and so this is why we ask our customers how they heard about us, because you're going to get the most pure answer ever. Let's say Mary has a great experience with us, and her neighbor, Julie, needs a plumber. And so Julie's like, oh, I need a plumber. Anybody know anybody good? And Mary's like, oh, my gosh, check out Smedley Plumbing. I had a great experience with them. Okay? So now Julie... Goes to Google, types in Smedley Plumbing, finds us, clicks on the number, and calls us. Your marketing company is going to try to claim that as a Google lead. Yeah. But when you ask Julie, how did you hear about us? Oh, my neighbor Mary said you guys were amazing. That's a word of mouth referral. Do you go to your marketing then and be like, hey, I know you said you're getting me all these leads, but like we haven't actually come across anyone saying that they've found you on Google. Uh, I mean, no, no. Some people do, right? Like people will tell us flat out, oh, I just looked on Google. You guys popped up. I loved your reviews Mm -hmm. and everything else. Perfect. That's a Google lead. But we take the customer's word for it, not the marketing company's word. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, we track everybody that comes in to our business. Whether you came, yes, yeah. Whether you came in from next door, Google, uh, Facebook referral, which is basically a word of mouth referral, but it's like a digital word of mouth referral. That's the new way. Yeah, right. Like, like you know, somebody went to a community page and said, "Oh, I need a plumber. Who do you guys use?" And they, you know, oh, everyone on the community page said to call you guys. Okay, cool. That's a Facebook referral, right? We have Facebook ads. Yeah, and and if they reply to the ad, they'll like it a little early stamp. Well, I was what gonna, ad they replied I to. I was just going to say, if it's an ad, you literally can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, all the different avenues that somebody could, could you know, come to us on, right? We had a plumbing, a local plumbing company here go out of business a couple of years ago. They didn't go out of it. Like he closed down shop. He retired. He was old. And, um, and he called us up one day and he said, hey, I'd like to just refer all my customers to you guys. You guys are local. Sounds like you do great work. Jackpot. Thank you. Right? Yeah. I put Jackpot. Him, I put him down as a call source. And, you know, we had seven or eight people, you know, call us and, and say, oh, you know, X and X plumbing company said to call you guys. Cool. Yeah. So they're, they're listed as a call source, right? And um, that's the only pure way you're going to be able to understand how many people are seeing you and where they're seeing you from. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the only way to do that, you have to do this right. Nobody gets put into your CRM without being attached how they heard about you. Nobody. Right. You just got to make it a part of your process. If you can make that like an autofill thing where you're not even allowed to, to go to the next screen until you fill it, some CRMs will let you do that. But like, you need to attach a call source to literally every customer out there. And the reason why is without it. So like right now I can go back and pull a report for like last month's sales 
And I can tell you what my most popular call sources were. I can also attach like their ticket to that. And then I can go through and say, okay, call sources from these, these, and these were our best average tickets. So maybe we need to look into how we can get more of those calls. Yeah. Right. And call sources from this company, this, this person, or this referral source, those were our worst tickets. So what can I do to like not get as many referrals from there? Yeah. And can I change my pricing? Can I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do I need to like, if it's something if you're paying bid, yeah, for if their bid jobs? Yeah. You know, like, like uh, bid pure, out of them. Pure example, uh, better business bureau. We don't advertise on their site, but we're on there. It's such a it is. joke. But those are the least paying leads ever. Like through the entire history of our company, if we get a lead from the Better Business Bureau, we're like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah. the, that type of customer that is picking customer or picking companies based off of what they see on the Better Business Bureau, they are stingy. They don't spend any money, right? Well, and they're super litigious. Too. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? They're, they're like, they're looking for the cheapest price. And if there's one speck of grass yeah. drug yeah. into the house, I'm not I'm taking five hundred dollars off. I had to bend over and pick up that piece yeah. of grass. I had to call a carpet cleaning company. Yeah. Didn't actually use them, but I called them. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. I mean I guess screw those people. I guess how you'd hold your marketing co- people accountable is be like have them give you a number of like how much percentage they show they're giving you and be like, Well, on my records it shows twenty percent of coming through. Yeah. I mean whatever. And I, and I do that with mine. Mm-hmm. Like I flat out tell them, like, I don't whatever number you're coming up with is not the number I have. And I trust what my customers say over what you say, because my customers have the full picture, right? Because Julie got the message from Sally to use this. Julie only used Google to get our phone number. Mm -hmm. That's because phone books don't even exist anymore. For those, for those youngins, we used to have these things called phone books before the internet. They were big, giant books that had phone numbers in them. You used to use them like stairs. (laughs) Your mother used to put one in a pillowcase and hit us with it. (laughs) Or sit on it because she couldn't see over the steering wheel. That's right. So, oh man. Um, but that's how, like, that's how you need to be analyzing. Like, let, let's say you're spending money for Google Ads. Well, then you can take that money you spent over that time period, and you can look at the total number of jobs that Google got you over that time period. And let's just say you spent a thousand dollars on Google. And, and Google got you 10 jobs. Well, guess what? Each job cost you $100 to put on your board. Yeah, or you can break it down further. If you made 10 grand yeah. per job for every thousand or for every $100 you yeah. spent, you made $10,000. You can go profit. I mean, you, you can could, go total revenue. You, you can, can do whatever you want. You can do all of that stuff, but you can't do mm-hmm. any of it unless you're tracking the call sources. So, uh, Right. So, it, and it's We've talked about this in Trade Wins a bunch of times. It is a huge pain in the butt until... You get it all set up. Yep. Once you get it all set up and you can just sit down and type in the numbers in your Excel spreadsheet, it's easy. But it is a pain in the butt to get it set up and train yourself. You have to start tracking these numbers. But once it's done, you can literally sit down and say, okay, for every dollar I spent, I made 500 Okay, yeah. that's a win. I can keep moving with that. I'm going to dump more money into that. Yep. For every dollar I spent over here, I made zero dollars yeah and i oh shit it cost me a thousand dollars guess what shut that off yeah it's not you're not making any money on it right yeah and and it it also gives you a window into the different types of people too now the different types of calls that you get those are a little bit less reliable because in every business out there you're going to come across these windfall jobs these big anomaly jobs that just seem to happen right and until you can start putting a pattern to them you almost have to throw that one out out of your your metrics and out of your numbers. Well, and you could always just take your top, so the top five percent, 
it it probably be it probably like be best to take the top like two or three jobs out completely and then average the rest unless it's like grading on a curve. You take the top two or three out, then you take the bottom two or three out, and then you get a real closer yeah. idea of what the actual average is per job sold. Yeah, I like, mean, that's I can remember the there was way a to do it. there was a quarter last year where we did like a thirty seven thousand dollar job, right? And that's a that's a big job for us. And we did this thirty seven thousand dollar job. Well, that surely wrecked our call source numbers for whatever source that job came in. That made that call source look amazing. And you, but you can pull that out. But you can pull it out and then average the rest and get a more true number of that call source, right? Now, yeah. still, you can't deny it. Thirty-seven thousand dollar job. Like, you know, don't ignore that. But at the same token, don't act like, oh, this call source is a gold mine because of one anomaly. Well, job. that gets back to don't change your procedures based on one anomaly. Exactly. Like, and that goes with everything. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's the same principle. Yeah. So I tend to, I use, I use mine to look for trends and, um, every quarter I'll notice a trend and it's either like a trend starting or whatever. And then I'm cued in on it and I'll highlight it for the next quarter. And if I see it trending again, we're moving, we're moving hard because if it happens in one quarter, it might be an anomaly. If it happens two quarters in a row, there's there's something to be said for that. Well, and don't wait till six go by either, because you may have missed the boat. You know, you have yeah. to act pretty quick on stuff like that. Yeah. You just don't. You know, you don't know when people are just going to change the way they are looking you up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, well, it the sounds other part stupid, of, but the other part of tracking it by quarter is you can also notice trends like, hey, in Q1 this lead source is awesome. In Q2 this lead source is awesome. So next year in Q1 we're diving into this one. Yeah. And next year in Q2, we're pulling out of this one and diving into that one. You know, you can you can follow the trends that way too for like year over year stuff. Yeah. But that's ultimately how you want to be smart with your marketing dollars. Um, one other thing I'll caution you on is watch out on your search engine optimization because if you are a new guy in town and a small guy and you're in a town with a giant market, you will never ever outspend the big players in your market. Um, in our market, we have three or four companies that are all doing forty plus million dollars a year in revenue. I will never outspend them in search engine optimization. There is, there is, I, I would not go, right now. I would go <laughs> bankrupt trying to achieve the number one spot in search engine optimization to to try to compete with those guys. You know, right? and we, and I don't want to get completely off topic here, but you know, our show's based around guys that are smaller anyway. And that's why we teach the word of mouth and the Facebook and, yeah. and how to create your own leads with and no Google reviews and how to create leads with no money. Yeah. And that's why we do that. Because if you can easily get trapped in a place where you're paying a thousand dollars a month for marketing, and then you, oh, I've upped that to 2000 and I've upped that to 3,500. And if you're not tracking those numbers and, and even if your sales are going up, but you can't say and verify, Hey, it's because of what I'm spending over here. You've basically pissed that money away. Totally. You know, and you could have used that money, especially when you're small. You could have used that one thousand, two thousands three, three thousand six. You could have used that six thousand dollars to buy a lot of parts. Yeah. Or a lot of real advertising locally, or wrapping your van, or stocking another van for an employee. I mean, you could have done so many Let more. Me- wise things with that money than doing that. That's why we teach the You could have done some way free do. repairs for a member of your community that needed them and let the word get out about that. Yeah. And I guarantee you, Easily. you would have gotten more leads from that 
than you would have from spending it on digital marketing dollars. Yeah, and I'm Guaranteed. not and I'm not trying to take away from digital marketing dollars because we do have people that listen to the show. You know, we talk to them that are at that level where they're they're yes. ready to be spending. I just yeah. you know, I don't they're, want I don't want that stuff to be overwhelming for guys that are just getting started because you may not be there yet, but just keep that stuff in the back of your mind. Don't just be like, "Oh, I, I get what they're saying," and go out and just start spending money on yeah. that stuff. You, as a one-man show, you should be able to pr- like you should be doing work at a high enough quality and asking for enough referrals that you are going to be stay more than busy. You're you're going to have you're going to be turning calls away as a one-man show. Yeah, you're not you're not simply off money. word of mouth. You're not spending money on marketing as a two or a three-man show. You're going to be able to do that same thing as well. You're just at at three guys. You're just now starting to get in. To the area where you're thinking about spending money on marketing, on marketing. Yep. And so, so if you're at two, don't worry about it. Yeah, and and some markets are anomalies too. Some markets, you're the only player in town, and and you just get all the work, right? Or everyone else in town sucks horribly, and it's just naturally easy for you to get all the work. Like I envy those guys because their marketing budget is like nothing, and they have five or six or ten guys, and they always stay busy. Dude, right? in, in Warrensburg, that's awesome. In Warrensburg, there were two main players. Yeah, us and Fox. Yep. And that's it. All you literally had to do was go to the home shows in the spring. Yep. You had to put up, they had the little like three by five billboards on, you know, up and down main streets. Uh-huh. And literally you could keep six guys busy yep. all year round and literally spend next to nothing. Yeah. I mean, you're talking 1% or less. Yeah. I mean, literally nothing. All depends on where you're at. That's right. Um, Google reviews are key as well. That's the cheapest, most freest way to bump your Google uh, marketing is get Google reviews. If you want to know how we get Google reviews, go to episode 36. I lay out our exact formula for exactly how we do it. And let's see, we've been in business coming up on three years, not quite three years. Still got a couple of more months to go. And we'll have over 600 Google reviews by the time we cross three years in, and we still have a perfect 5.0 rating. So episode 36 tells you all the secrets to how to do that. Yeah, or... Become a member of Tradewinds. Or become a member of Tradewinds, and we can tell you physically, face-to-face, in a one-on-one conversation yeah, and exactly a, how to do it. And there's it. another lesson in there that even dives into it deeper. Yeah. Yep. We, we said we weren't ever going to like pimp stuff, but I feel like today I'm pimping some stuff. Yeah. So if you guys are like serious about starting your company, look us up, tradewindsconsulting.com. I mean, we have a commercial and all that kind of stuff on the show, but yeah, seriously, look it up. Go we're, to it. Check it out. We're making a difference in a lot of people's Email, lives in that. Yeah, that organization. email us. If you just have in-depth questions, Yeah, ask us. Yep. We're happy to share our info with you. Topic three. Hey, if you like what you're hearing on The Void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show. What do you got? I don't have the time. I don't have the fucking time. I don't have the time <laughs> is the biggest excuse out there for why people don't do shit. I don't 100%. have the time. A hundred percent. It's the easiest one to say. The moment I hear somebody, when, when you ask somebody why they're not doing something and they say, I don't have the time, you know right then and there, it's not that they don't have the time. It's that they don't care about it enough to make the time. Yeah. Well, translation, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Except right. for Mitch. Like if Mitch asks me, he knows I'm busy. Yeah. Like, and I just literally don't have the time, but most people are just, they're just using it as an excuse to yeah. skate out of becoming involved in something. Um, they use it as an excuse because they're afraid to do something. 
Yeah. They don't want to try something new or they don't want to commit to it because it could be a burden on them. Well, so I used to use this excuse back before I learned how to increase my productivity. And cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit of cocaine. A little bit of uh, American honey. That just slows you down. That, if you, <laughs> when you drink flavored booze, it just makes you think you're going faster. There you go. <laughs> a little uh, five hour. Grey Goose in a five hour, that'll set your world on that, fire. There you There's go. a little tip for all y'all out there. Um, so I used to think I don't have the time on a lot of things, right? And meanwhile, a lot. what, what do you see a lot of people doing that say they don't have the time? Golfing. Netflix. They're talking about the latest <laughs> show they've been to watch. Yeah. Netflix. No, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I love it. Awesome. Netflix. You know, it's it's kind of funny how the people that don't have the time know exactly what mm-hmm. came out last night on Yellowstone. Right? Oh, yeah. They, they don't have the time. Daniel. <laughs> well, she doesn't complain she doesn't have the time either. No, she doesn't. She says, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> so the I don't have the time means I kind of want to do it, but I'm not willing to put in the work. Right? Yeah. And um and then the same person that is broke. Yeah. Here's a here's or a real world about exercise. The president. Here's a real world exercise that if you think you don't have the time and you're ready to humble yourself very quickly for one week, set a timer on your phone for every 30 minutes. And every time that timer goes off, you write down everything you did over the last 30 minutes. I ain't got the time for that. <laughs> <laughs> These are for the people that say they don't have the time. He's gotcha. You know how right? you, you know how I made more time. I stopped cooking and like seven hours of free time appeared. I just I realized I spent like an hour a day cooking. Yeah. And I'm like I actually just kind of fell out of the love for cooking. That's so, why I meal prep. So now I'm just like there's seven hours. Sunday meal like, preps. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of areas where you just realize you're not productive until you just you know cut yeah. them out. Well, and it's a, it's a floating target too. The value of your time changes mm. over the year, and it changes. You know, if you got kids in sports, the value of your time is dramatically different when sports are in season. Oh my god! Right, and you only got one, right? Yeah. Imagine those parents with two or three on two or three different teams, and oh, they're just dude. I talk to those scrambling. parents all yeah. the time. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say this: if any of them are listening. I know you're not happy. Like, yeah. I can see it in your I face. I get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I tell them all the time. I'll just look at them and be like, you know, you're fucking crazy, right? Yeah. Like, That's why we stopped it, too. We figured out what caused that. We had we got cable, and we stopped at two kids. I just, I can't, I, I, what are people thinking? Yeah. Layla literally has soccer right now, three nights a week. Yep. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on the, on the weekends, she usually has one game, sometimes two, if they have a tournament. So next weekend, the next Friday, she has a game Friday night. For her league, two games Saturday for a tournament, a game Sunday for a tournament, and if they win probably two of those games, they'll have another game on Sunday. There'd yep. be five games. That's literally all I will be doing from Friday after work until Sunday at six is watching soccer. Yeah, yeah, it's the, insanity. Um, so I mean, if you really want to put yourself through the exercise and you really don't think you have the time, set a timer for thirty minutes. And every time that timer goes off, write down what you did for the last 30 minutes. And you will find really quick how much time you waste, right? Whenever you're like, what did you do for the last 30 minutes? Watch the first half of Yellowstone. What did you do for the next 30 minutes? Watch the second half of Yellowstone. Heck yeah. What did you do for the next 30 minutes? I watched the outtakes and the bonus cut footage of Yellowstone. What did you do for the next 30 minutes? Scrolled on my phone on TikTok. What did you do for the next 30 minutes? 
scrolled on my phone some more. Yeah. But yet I don't have the time. Yeah. Right? Well, Morgan Freeman said it yeah. best. I don't I don't know the exact quote, but he said the greatest demise in human history was the invention of the television. Yeah. He's 100% right. Yeah. TV, cameras, and phones. Like, I wish we could go back to just farming your own food. I mean, I'm a crazy nutbag, but... Well, and what's crazy is those same excuses were out back then, right? That's probably true. Like, this, is, this isn't a... A TV is the outlet. Like, a TV is the excuse for it. But before TVs, there was still somebody else saying, I don't have the time. It makes and it And what easier. were they doing? Rocking in a rocking chair on their front porch... While their grass is four feet tall and their yard looks like shit. Playing that banjo, baby. And they got 17 unfinished projects sitting in the front yard getting buried in grass. And they're saying, oh, I just don't have the time. Or it's like yeah. you. I, I know lots of guys that do that. They will they do lots of projects and then they're 90% done. And you're like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Finish that yeah. shit up. So when somebody asks me to do something that isn't like, like I'm I'm working, and, and Dave tried calling me out on this last night. I'm, I'm working in the direction of being becoming a slave to my calendar. And if it's on my calendar, oh, yeah. <laughs> it gets done. If it's not on my calendar, it does not get done. And I, I won't promise that it'll get done, right? I may try, but the, uh, you will never see me guarantee something get done unless it's on my calendar. Now, if it's on my calendar, it gets done, mm-hmm. okay? Well, um, and, and just real quick, for those who are thinking he's crazy, all he does is fill his... If you need time off, you block time yeah. in mm-hmm. your calendar. You literally write on Thursday, I'm taking Thursday off, and every hour says, don't do shit, don't do shit, don't do shit. Four o'clock, drink beer, drink beer. You know, just yeah. whatever. Block out time for whatever you Yeah, time the calendar literally off. says family time. Yeah. The, the calendar says, drive to Texas. I love how mine just said, don't do anything and drink beer. And Mitch is like, family time. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll inject this. I feel like such an father, ass. Father right? of the year over here. <laughs> I feel like such an ass right I'll, now. I'll, yeah. I'll inject this too, too. Like turning... Shit. Like also getting good at turning things into opportunities. Like there's this guy that reached out to me and he's like, Hey, could um I like the way you color grade. Can you color grade this clip for me? I did. And he's like, Hey, I don't have like money now, but like would you want to like color grade and I'll give you like recognition? And I'm like, I told him no. You know, I told him, you know, I, I work at a certain rate. But then I got to thinking, I'm like, hey, I could say, hey, can I use that footage for my own personal YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, if you color graded it, it's absolutely your ability to use that. Yeah, so Unless I'm just you like, signed a non-disclosure. Yeah, so we didn't sign anything like that. So I'm just like, hey, this it looks like a it looks like a like a dead end. But I'm like, hey, this is like free footage that someone else shot for me. Yeah, and I could just like, hey, well, if let me use this. <laughs> yeah, the so the, I mean the key is maximizing the available time you have. There's a reason why people can start from nothing and grow into like uber successful millionaires. Meanwhile, somebody else didn't start from nothing. They had a $60,000 a year job, but yet somehow they can't find the time to become successful, right? Yeah. Well, and sometimes people are just, they're happy where they're at. Sometimes people are complacent where they're at. And, And this isn't directed at them. Right? No, it's Cause, not. Because no, those, no, 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 those no. people are not the ones using the excuse of, I don't have the time. No, those those the people saying, are just saying, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about yeah. the people that refuse to admit to themselves that they're the problem, right? Right. Like, you, you've got, like, like, people will ask me to do something. And I used to tell them, I don't have the time. Now I tell them, it's not worth my time. And that's kind that's of a kinda, hard... That's kind of a dick move. I usually just say, dude, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, that's, uh, that's it's not worth my time, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'll at least be nice to him and be like, dude, well, I can't, come on. I don't, I'm not being I'm not wrong. I'm not doing that. Right? Or, or I'll tell him what my schedule is. Either which. 
But we'll get people that are like, oh, do you want to come out and do this thing and be a part of this? No, it's not worth my time. I, I get hit up all the time. Oh, I got a networking group. Can you come join it? Uh, no, it's not worth my time. What do you mean it's not worth your time? I got, I'm in eight networking groups. I don't need another one. I'm sorry. Oh, God, I'm not in any. But it's like I don't want to drive 40 minutes out there, sit for an hour with people that want to give me free leads because you know how good free leads are? <laughs> they're, they, they're shit, right? <laughs> and then drive 40 minutes home. So there's literally mm, yeah. almost two and a half hours of my time for some of the most junk-ass leads ever. I wonder if anybody else has noticed your undertone and hate for realtors. Because everyone knows networking groups are always, they're just realtors. I trying saw, to get groups together. I, I saw one today. It's a realtor day. I got a networking group that's got an opening for a couple of positions. Oh, and you, you know, know what? what it is? I got a brand new booth that don't have any shit on it yet. Maybe I ought to stick it up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hate them. This is literally... The realtor of like, this is the stereotypical thing. It's the realtor of a networking group going, who can I exploit in my networking group today? Yeah. Who can I give no work to, but I can get free work from? They got me. I mean, I, I gave out like six bids one time. And after like. After you didn't get any of them? Yeah. And then yeah. after I didn't get any of them and I was like, man, 45 minutes, I told the guys like, stop fucking calling me, bro. Right. I'm not. Right. I'm not doing it. So that's why I prefer to go after our own leads and not let anybody else pepper our leads other than satisfied customers. Yeah. I think right? there's and build, no and build that word of mouth. I think there is no such thing as like to you kind of have to invest in people in the community and like kind of show you're willing to help people before you're like buy my stuff versus the guy who's like like you said You're never buy my stuff. Yeah, ever. 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 Like uh, there's, there's, I got a, I got a friend on Facebook. He owns several car dealers, right? He is the most genuine guy ever. Mm-hmm. What? We talked about cars at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Are you going to ask him? I might. Fucking A you are. I don't, I don't know if he's got exotic dealerships or not, but we'll, well, I can You've see. You've got to find out. So ironically, I might see him this weekend. We'll see. But, um, he has several car dealers, right? He never, ever says, buy my stuff. But he had seven Dodge, I guess they're they're not Dodges anymore, they're Rams. Uh, whatever. Ram TRXs, the 800 horsepower trucks or whatever they are. Oh, yeah. He had like seven of them show up on his lot. He never says, buy my shit. He says, he takes a picture of all seven of them and he goes, I just had seven become available. If you know of anybody, they're not easy to come by, so let me know. He's not saying buy my shit. Sold mm. on five he's, he's coming from a different place of <clears throat> I can help you. Yeah. Right? And so it's not like I got a, a you know, this week only $500 off a Ram TRX. You know, fuck the people from last week. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you don't buy by Saturday, yeah. the deal's gone, right? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. not, he doesn't have the used car mantra or new car mantra salesman. He is bullshit attitude. He is one of the most giving people I have met. There's this. Um, Ask him if he'll give me a McLaren. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's this. Uh, there's this couple in our church that we be, we befriended like a year and a half ago, and like it would be things where they come over, we play games, and we would like order pizza, and then like a year and a half later, it turns into like a business opportunity where I'm like I'm doing videos for this like girl's company. So it's yeah. like it's 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 almost like the relational sales. They cost you time up front, but they pay off because they end up being like, they want to keep using you and using you. Yeah, we talked about that on the last show. The mm-hmm. relational sale, the lifetime value of a sale that was generated through relationships mm-hmm. is significantly larger than a sale that was generated through a transactional mm. agreement, right? Yeah. So um, ultimately, that's what you're pushing mm-hmm. for. Yeah, that was after, I mean, 
that that was after multiple times of like, and we weren't even trying, we weren't even trying to be business partners. It was just like friends, you know, it's like that, that came after mini game nights and Hey, let's buy pizza. So what you're saying is if you treat a customer like a friend, Mm -hmm. they'll shop with you more. Yeah. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) I almost feel like I've said that 57,000 times. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. We say that a lot on this show. Damn right we do. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for today's show, everybody. So uh, if you saw value in this show, if this show brought you some insight in a way that you haven't thought about before, do us a favor and send this show to somebody or share it on your social media or whatever the case may be. Um, We're trying to get this message out into as many many people's view as possible, and you can help do that by sharing the show. Uh, We give a whole lot of value in this show. And we charge nothing for it. So the least you could do is help share the show for us. So um, if you have any questions about trade wins or anything else, you can always email us at askmitch at mitchsmedley.com. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the show about business, you can also email those to us. So uh, until next time, guys, we will see you later. See you guys.